I wonder, comma, two, comma, about the city blight ordinance comment, uh, commentary. That's an odd sentence. <clears throat> Did you reach out to any people who actually live in the neighborhoods with blight? Question mark. No, they reached out to people like you. <laughs> <laughs> So we're here. We're hunkered down in the bunker. Uh, we're, I apologize for missing uh, the weekly drop, but what you're going to get today is going to be pretty incredible. So I want everybody to sort of understand that. We've thrown this together quickly because there's an emergency. I'm declaring, now, as Trump is declaring a national emergency, I'm declaring a city emergency. <clears throat> so today we're, uh, we're going to talk about an op-ed that came out in the uh, news journal. It was in response to some some reporting that Christina Jedra has done. Uh, I think the reporting's been excellent. I've been uh, in contact with her. She is going to try to come into the bunker. Uh, I tried to explain to her what the bunker mindset was. It's a little hard to explain to somebody. Uh, you know, basically I told her that, uh, that Lex had been here, and Lex is her colleague. And I'm just basically hoping that Lex talks her into coming on to tell us about this uh, reporting. But anyway, uh, if, you're a, if you're a follower of Highlands Bunker, you understand that what's been going on in Wilmington is of great concern to me and people who uh, share the political beliefs I do. And... There's been more scrutiny lately uh, about what's actually going on in the city. Uh, the old Al Sporting Goods has been torn down, and BPG will put another building there. Uh, Al still exists, obviously, in the new uh, <clears throat> in the new building. But I mean, what does that mean? Bardea has replaced Kennedy's Fried Chicken on Market Street, and uh, I got to be honest with you, as a foodie, I'll tell you, I'm going to tell you, Bardea is overrated. I'm going to tell you. It's okay. I mean, it's fine for what it is, but I'd rather eat fried chicken to be perfectly honest with you. So what's happening in the city? People are very happy. They want, uh, they want all the, the luxuries of a gated pool community. Uh, and that's, you know, they don't really care how we get it. And so that's the, that's the moral of this story. Uh, we can incent people to make money to uh, improve this city for people who want a Starbucks or a Chick-fil-A. Uh, or we can improve it for, for, for everyone. And, and we don't need to force out or terrorize people who just, you know, they can't work at a bank. You know, they're not, they don't have a law degree from Widener. So, that, you know, we should be taking care of these people. So anyway, this has come to a head, I believe. And there was an op-ed today in the News Journal, which I ask everybody to subscribe to. And so uh, we're reading it. But the good thing is you're going to get some commentary and some thoughts from two 
activists that you know. One who has had a uh, an episode released, Joshua Whitaker, and one who uh, has recorded an episode that I completely fucking botched. <laughs> Sorry, Kobe Owens. <laughs> I did. There's like literally like three minutes of it. It's like <laughs> listenable. It's so bad. Hey, any any three minutes with Kobe is like three minutes well spent. I completely agree. Thank you. That's the only comment I'm ever gonna give you, Kobe. Ever. So, so, so welcome to the bunker today. So the way I'm going to start this story is this. My grandmother uh, was born in Boston to Italian parents. Her two older brothers were actually born in Italy. And they moved to Wilmington in around 1920, 21, something like that. And their family bought the house that used to be at Lincoln Street and Pennsylvania Avenue. It's a, it's a Jaguar dealership now. It's a pl- but it was there for a long time. So people, even younger people, will remember that there was a, a big house right on the corner. It was the last one that sat there right across from where the Grotto's Pizza is and the Dunkin' Donuts. Mm-hmm. My grandmother grew up in that house. They had to have that house bought for them by an Irish uh, teacher because they wouldn't sell to an Italian family there. Mm-hmm. And so my, my grandmother grew up in that house. They had a candy store there during Prohibition. They had a beer garden there, a pool hall, a liquor store in the first floor. And then the top two floors is where my, my grandmother grew up. <clears throat> they brought in people from all over, you know, Italian people. My grandmother's envelope number at uh, St. Anthony's was like 17, I think. And the reason it wasn't in the single digits is that she didn't want to go the first week. She said she was lazy and didn't go. So, I have roots in this city, okay? Like, I, I know people, and, and it, it came out in this it's op-ed today, <clears throat> some people have been in the city 15 years, 20 years. I have roots in this city, okay? I'm not a fucking Johnny-come-lately, okay? My grandmother grew up, my mom had... had my mom spoke with her gr- grandmother, who I never met, in a house that's it's across from a fucking grotto's pizza now, and the house is gone. So I, I, the, I just want to begin this conversation by making it very clear <clears throat> that whatever, whatever you want to say uh, about like ties to the city or, or some sort of like, you know, I'm, I'm here, I'm a Wilmingtonian, I, I got you, I'm, uh, you're covered. So I just want to make that, that's a caveat, sort of a, a prologue to this, just to make sure that we're clear. So, today, <clears throat> News Journal, Jessica Mullaney is a resident of Trinity Vicinity in Wilmington, where she is the president of the Neighborhood Association. I want to tell you, Jessica, as a Wilmingtonian, I'm very happy for that. I'm sure, I, she, I'm sure she'll hear this eventually. I'm sure she will. Uh, but I consider I consider this person my neighbor. If somebody asked me, well, I'd say this person is my neighbor. Mm. <clears throat> I'm extremely happy about this. It it begins thus. In response to your feature on being left behind by the Wilmington Renaissance, I have to object to your one-sided journalism and the lame attempt to make a villain of Mike Przicki. Parenthesis, and the and through association Buccini Pollen Group close parenthesis, for enthusiastically trying to spearhead change. It's hard to even know where to start with a rebuttal from this 15-year resident who has been patiently 
awaiting this renaissance. First, let's start with the notion that the city had some role in the safe space homeless shelter closure. You know, the same safe space that recently rebranded from its tarnished image as the Rick Van Story Resource Center. With some, quote, while, while, quote, some argue safe spaces closure is just the latest in a trend pointing to an assault on the poor, close quote, perhaps those should ask why the center was closed. The, quote, assault, it would seem, started from within, from poorly managed grant money and failing to provide an accounting of where the funds went. Further, Located within blocks of multiple daycare centers, one wonders how this facility morphed into a shelter to begin with. Okay, we're going to stop there for now. We're, we're going to stop there. I've covered the, the, the sort of the time living in the city. I know people think that's like a credential, so we'll skip that. This, like, I don't necessarily disagree with the idea that a lot of these sort of services, a lot of these centers that provide services, whatever it is, whether it's health or addiction or for homeless or whatever, the management is, is sometimes very poor. But to characterize it this way is, it's strange to me. I mean, Kobe, what do you, what do you, what do you think? Honestly, uh, it's dehumanizing um, to people who they are actually uh, working with, the people who depend on them for, for their everyday lives, honestly. Um, the city of Wilmington has gone through a lot lately. Um, and she's only been here 15 years. I've been here 24 years, literally since I was born. Um, and one of the things is, going back maybe about 20 years, the riverfront. The riverfront used to be... The homeless population was in the riverfront. The rest of the city was doing pretty well. Um, and when they decided they wanted to redevelop the riverfront, um, they pushed all that homelessness out. They pushed it everywhere throughout the city. Um, and one of the things that happens there, you're destabilizing a community that's already destabilized. Uh, so you're just compounding the issues for individuals who need help. Um, so by pretty much just saying, oh, it was mismanaged of funds, Though that may be the case, here's the thing. That is a pivotal part of the city, um, and we should be helping all our residents, regardless of whether they can buy a house that costs $150,000 or not. Yeah, I found it very, like, sort of tone deaf. Yeah. Josh, I mean, did you have any kind of initial reaction to that? Uh, well, I'm going to preface this by saying I am not actually a Wilmington resident. I live... I live in North Wilmington, which is outside the city limits, technically. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back really quickly and just... Uh, the There's... Uh, where is it? Hold on. Sorry. Um, she's talking about how the, the, the mayor is enthusiastic, enthusiastically trying to spearhead change. And yeah. I kind of love that. Like... Uh, you know, it's the uh, the Obama uh, hope and change kind of thing, trying to co-op that. Um, there's, it's just there is a push within the city to, you know, basically sell out 
its residents in favor of people from, you know, outside the state or, you know, people living in the suburbs of Wilmington to try and, like, get those people to move in and to push the 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 current residents out. And uh, I don't know. I mean, it's pretty gross as somebody from who who does actually live in those suburbs to see like how much you know, I, I can't speak too well about this I mean the, the thing is um, you know she she tries to say that like they're going after um, Paziki and also through association Bacini Pollen here's the thing they are taking over downtown they are getting tax incentive after tax incentive, tax break, um, to come in and rebuild the city in the ideal way that they want to and the mayor wants to. And this is no secret, right? So also, um, you have small African-American businesses that are trying to come here to the city that can't get a break. They cannot get a chance to build their business, build their family here in the city. Uh, and Wilmington's so unique. We are a diverse city, but also... We are the 12th blackest city in the nation. Uh, is, is, are, are there any uh, black-owned banks in the city? No. Hmm. No. Yeah. Um, there's not. Um, and I think Paziki, you know, he hasn't really divided people all the way on race. He's divided them by class. Um, and, and that's one of the big issues in the city right yeah, now. Yeah, well, you said it. For, I mean, the, the two things I'll... I'll point out, and then we'll move on to the next bit of this, is the first thing you said is a lot, you know, some of this problem, some of this issue became more, you could see it more, because of riverfront development. Mm. And, well, who was, who did that? Yeah. And Buccini Pollen Group. That's basically what Mike Puzicki worked for Buccini yeah. Pollen Group because for 20 years, he developed the riverfront. When I was a kid, it was a swamp. And I never thought building a baseball stadium there would do anything. And now it's a city neighborhood. And granted, it is a city neighborhood. I'll, I'll admit that. But, yeah, but that's what that's just what the guy does. Like, that, that has nothing to do with, uh, you know, with really the, the idea of community and the idea of a, of a city and commons and the things that we can all share together. It has really nothing to do with it, in my opinion. The, the problem is it's all about, like, shuffling around people. It's they're trying to, you know, you, you could, I read an article the other day about trying to expel, like, the homeless in the city of Wilmington. Is that right? Uh, we were talking about that before, and this is the next paragraph of this op-ed. Uh, quote, I'm not arguing that homelessness isn't a problem and that closing a facility serving a community need was the right thing to do. I just think marrying this closure somehow to the redevelopment of Wilmington is far-fetched. It's not far-fetched no. at all. This is what... The, no mayor before this has used... Uh, uh, domestic violence sort of statutes and like no contact orders to ban people from the city. Like you can't come here because you have a mental illness, you're homeless, you're panhandling. So legally we've gone through the court and you can't come here. So to say that moving these kind of people out of the city is far-fetched is completely 
uninformed because the, and, well, and Christina Jedra has covered this very close very closely she did it again today or two days ago about folks who have been basically banned from the city I I would just say like she like she is saying like to link like the push pushing out of homelessness and the the development of the city she is calling that far-fetched it's and, not. and it's not no I agree uh, that's that's absurd. Like that's basically the plan. It's like get rid of the the riffraff, push them out, dump them on somebody else's door. That's then... the whole. That's that's the that's the uh, raison d'etre of of uh, fucking uh, um, downtown visions, right? It's it's a and I do respect those guys because they do handle things. They're they're not armed. They handle things in a, in a way that's a lot more. It's less confrontational than a cop might mm-hmm. would, but they, all they do is call the cops and move people along, mm-hmm. and it's the same thing. To say that there's this idea, to say that the idea that moving people, when Przicki himself said that he believes it's unfair that the social services <laughs> that people get are centered in the city, when the 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 the, the county doesn't bear some more cost of these social services. So just saying that tells you he's trying to drive these people out. So to call it far fetched is is not inf- it's not an informed thing to say. Well, let's go back to one thing. It's not just downtown visions. Currently on Market Street, you can walk one block and you'll see um, the city police, Wilmington PD sitting there. You will see uh, downtown visions and then you will see Bacini Pollen's private security force. Um, and, and they're the ones who really bully the people um, off of Market Street out of downtown area. I've had it happen to me. If I'm in my business suit, they don't say a word to me. But if I'm in sneakers and sweats, they ask me, what are you doing here? They ask me, are you are you buying something? Are you are you going to one of the stores or are you just hanging out? And they have no issue with doing that. They think they're big tough guys. You know? So to allow them to come in and be on our streets, they're not cops. That's an issue. But Pacini doesn't or, or Pazicki doesn't well, see it. Again, like it's, that. it's an unarmed it's an unarmed paramilitary group of Puccini Pollen group. Yeah. I mean that's really what yeah. it is. I mean, they're they're is home, the homeless problem isn't just gonna go away as much as you know Przicki wants it to. It's there's a reason like the the city bears the cost of the you know the mental mentally ill and the the homelessness in the city. It's just like so much higher than the the rest of the county and. I, I'm not opposed to like the the county like stepping up and maybe giving more, but the idea that it shouldn't be the city at all doing it, it's like I don't know. And, I, and I'll just make one more point about this because this idea of it being far fetched, the the reporting of Christina Jedra has been very clear. Um, another big issue has been, and Carl Baker has has reported on this too, moving the. Uh, bus uh, stops from downtown, from Rodney Square. I think that's there's something about does that. Does she mention that? Yeah, later? I think. Yeah, she okay, does. Okay, well, let's talk about that later yeah. because I have a lot to say about that. So, she says, 
Should we then also blame the mayor for his, quote, gentrification scheme on the many charter schools that have failed due to poor management and missing funds? Um, well, we should because the whole idea of charter schools is neoliberal public-private partnership fucking garbage. So, yeah, we should. Okay, next. Let's, <laughs> we don't even have to, I mean, that's just obvious. Oh, okay, we're we just skipping over that one? I mean, yeah. don't we need, just can we just skip over that? Because yeah. that's yeah. obviously stupid. That's I mean, Because the whole concept of what Przyki's about in partnering with a private for-profit corporation is exactly why charter schools also fail. Yep. So it's basically the same thing. So nope, don't be dumb. Okay, next. Next. And, and she was very good because her next word is next. Next, comma. Let's talk about connections and other well-meaning social service agencies swooping in and buying up foreclosed properties in neighborhood settings and turning them into group homes and halfway houses. They house a disproportionate number of people with mental health and other issues compared to other areas in the county and state. Yeah, like going back, the, the city just has more of those people and they are people and they deserve... Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you trying... So uh, I just want to let people know. Josh Wardicker said those people are actually human beings. Mm-hmm. So they're, yeah. they're human beings. They are human beings. Okay. I just shockingly, wanted to make sure that. Shockingly enough. Uh, okay. Can I butt in for a second? You may. Super producer Carl. I lived next to one of these group homes for five years, and it's nothing. It's no different than living next to any other group of people. It's fine. It's oh God. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. I just wow. Want, I, I want there to, you go. You I just, have Carl. That's just, that this. Super producer Carl got off of his seat. We don't even have a third mic at the editing uh, board yet. And and he got... Just listen to Carl, what he said. Uh, I want to point out, like, I thought, like, Carl was kind of like a robot. I didn't know he was capable of displaying that amount of emotion. No offense, Carl. I I, I love you, dude. My family had to fight for that house to be bought by this agency Mm -hmm. and redeveloped. They completely built it back, out, back up. It was a burnt-out husk of a house. And this agency offered to buy it, re- completely redo it, mm-hmm. but uh, former alcoholics would live there before heading out into, you know, being reintegrated into society. And they've been lovely. They're lovely people. It's wow, they're, perfectly it's, it fine. Sounds if like, anything, it made the neighborhood significantly better. It sounds like they're monsters for doing that. Carl also, um, he, he also lives in the city. I don't know if that, I guess that counts. We have to mention that. Oh, I guess apparently. I'm, why am I on mic? Why aren't you on mic, Carl? I should be looking at the levels. Somebody, you don't know what you're doing. That's true. Only yeah. Carl very knows true. what he's doing. Yeah, we, have, we need Carl over there. Yeah, I, I know <laughs> we're, we're, the, that. the division of labor here is very clear. <laughs> the city has a painfully low rate of home ownership. That's not true. I mean, I, I, there's it's oh, not there's no there's no footnote here. Also, like so, so, so what? Like, many many struggled as the events of 2008 stole equity from their homes. Oh, equity! You know, a lot of people struggle from loss of equity. Can you imagine can, this uh, fucking mayo brain white bread shit that shit like people lost equity? Oh, no. people can't. People are homeless. She's talking about fucking equity. Okay. Anyway, all right. Can you guys want to say something about that? Can I just talk about that real quick? Because uh, during the time of the 08 crisis in 2007, I I was uh, in middle school. I was going to St. Helena's Pope John Paul, um, which I'm very privileged to be going to a Catholic school. Um, But where I live and where the school's located on Philadelphia Pike, I had to go past the Department of Labor uh, every day. I saw the lines and lines of people who were standing out there. I saw in my own neighborhood the boarded up houses, my friends having to move out because they lost, their houses were foreclosed on. The thing is, yeah, 
and, and this has been an ongoing conversation, even down to my civic association. I don't care if you own your house or you rent your house. As long as you have pride in where you live and take ownership of your community, that's what matters. It does not matter if you own. Honestly, love the city, love your neighborhood, take care of your property. That's all we need. It does not matter. Everyone cannot buy a house anymore, and the especially reason, my generation. And the reason people can't... Uh, well, yes, uh, there's a reason people your generation yep. can't buy a house. And they're well-documented. People mm -hmm. should know those. It's a student loan shit. Uh, the reason that uh, sort of uh, uh, people of color... Low-income people, uh, people who've been oppressed over time, can't afford their homes, is because they have no, they have no inherited wealth from decades and decades. They've been redlined for decades and decades. So the idea, the idea that people, even if even if it's true, that people don't, that we don't have a good percentage of home ownership, it's a complete indictment of. Every fucking neoliberal white bread Starbucks fucking argument that there's ever been. Okay, we're moving. Well, well, oh, no, Josh, go. Just real quick, I I just want to drill down on the thing Kobe said. It's like, as a millennial, an older millennial, I'm I'm probably not gonna own a home anytime soon, if ever. We in this country, and not not just in Delaware, but the whole country, have like tuned our our entire economic structure around owning a home and that's kind of absurd to me like there's so many people are renting and will always rent why are we not helping those people who need it who probably need it way more than somebody could probably buy their own home and like it, did we learn nothing from the the housing crisis? Where like, let's well, I mean, just, of course we didn't. Like, I mean, let's just give everybody saying. a house. Well, uh, building all the apartments anyway right now. Right? But that, but here's the thing: the if, if you yeah. go if you go to the very next paragraph, mm. what you, what you learn is that part is not that's not the what you're uh, arguing against is not what the the point of her making this point. Oh, the okay. point is the next the next paragraph. Again, paint this as a heartless response. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, but if Connections bought a property in a neighborhood elsewhere in the county, I'm sure those residents would have something to say. Okay. Well, you know what? If uh, Yeah, because the people who fucking run away and call it Kilmington and are, are racist fucking suburbanites, yeah, they would have something to say because those people are garbage. And the reason that you live here is because you're not garbage. So why are you saying oh. this shit? That should stay in. Sorry, I'm sorry, Josh. But like, the, no, no, I'm saying like the idea that as our accounting person, Josh. But, what yeah. do you feel about? No, no, this? I'm fine. I'm making the point. I'm, I'm fine I'm, with that. You're again. saying because she lives in Wilmington, she's not garbage. I'm saying like, no, she is. I'm, I'm. I guess yeah. My point is like what she's saying is like I'm more the, than the happy roof, to be called garbage. The roofs that can, <laughs> the roofs that live in Hocasson and complain would be would be horrified if they opened a homeless shelter there. Yeah, they would because they're terrible people. You know, it's it's not complicated. I don't understand what point she's trying to make. But then she says, luckily, comma, everything starts off with one word and a comma. This is not good writing, but I don't. And then, okay. Like, luckily, comma, the city did step in and issue a moratorium on group homes 
<laughs> luckily, mm. for who was but, lucky about that? Well, she was probably. Oh, okay. Despite a certain city council member's alliance with connections, mm. yeah, some a, a certain city council member tried to uh, like align with a group that was trying to help um, addicted people. I. It's incredible. It's what incredible. a monster! Who? What a fucking ghoul that person is! And you know what? Question mark. That was 2013. So you can pin that on this mayor. You can't. Can't. You cannot pin that on this mayor either. Uh, we weren't really trying to pin that on this mayor. I mean, the the problems in the city go well beyond Przicki. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. And again, let, let me let me just read the next the next paragraph is is two sentences, and it starts again with a word and a comma because <laughs> it's great writing. Likewise. Comma. Ow, the, this is bad writing. <laughs> but yeah. The closure of Rodney Square bus hub, a question mark. I don't even know if that's a sentence. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure it isn't. Anyway, started under Mayor Williams, not Mayor Przicki. Once again. Oh, wow. I mean, again, it's like the people in the suburbs are also racist. It's like, what the fuck does that mean? Uh, yeah, there's like, it. I don't know. They're trying to, let's say. The closures say, happened under Przicki. The the review of whether they should look into it to make the changes started under Mayor Williams. Yeah. But the actual closures... And again, uh, Mayor Pazicki ran on the premise of he's going to be different to Dennis. He's going to change things up. Um, so yeah, if he wanted to change that, he could have. Because he ran on that platform of being that change agent and doing the exact opposite of whatever Dennis P. Williams did. Um, but he decided to keep going with it after there was public outcry and there still has been public outcry. You know what? The bus that goes up to AI DuPont hospital, 28, the 28, yeah. I know it very well it's because I changed. can't take it. I can't take it anymore yep. because it doesn't go through Charlie square anymore. So I cannot take it because I used to take it all the time because it would go from the, uh, uh, from the train station through Charlie square to the, to up to AI hospital. So I could take it home. Now I can't because they've rerouted it to fucking God knows where. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's all bullshit. And again, this is something that's been very like. This is sort of like a guilty conscience, right? Because most of the, the person who's been getting shit about this bus thing has been Carney, because because Carney was in contact with these oligarchs and these fucking ghouls uh, in Rodney Square. And that was how everything was sort of rerouted, because Dart's a state thing. So that's really how, basically, a few people basically wrote Carney an email, which if Jedra got her way, we would, we would have it on FOIA, but we don't. But it probably reads a lot like this op-ed, where it's like, can you, hey, you know, we have people driving in from Hocaston and Westchester. Can you get, like, the, the, the grannies and the sort of the riffraff out of Rodney Square? I mean, you know that's what it said. Those emails that Carney got probably read just like this op-ed. And again, if, if you don't see the direct connection between what Buccini Pollen and what the mayor's trying to do and other policy moves to move people out, you're, it's illegal for you to come here. The bus doesn't go there. This and the, you're, you're, you're being... Uh, I think you're... You, I think you're trying to play us. I think this was like a... Uh, <sighs> All right, I'm going to stop. Kobe, please help me. It's a very structured system now um, to remodel the city, 
could have new faces. Um, and I'm saying that in quoting a, a local politician's wife when she was um, introducing a, a new apartment building in my neighborhood um, that's being developed right now. Um, they want new faces. They want to see better faces. Um, and it's something that better, better faces. Yes, that's yeah. a good one. That's a, it's something. A good one. Um, so trademark that. Yeah. I'm sorry, my face isn't isn't good enough. I look in my mirror and I love myself. Oh, I, I guess that's I, not good enough. I right? Your, I love Kobe. your face. <laughs> Just remember, Rasta nowhere for no CIA. <laughs> um, the the thing is, the city is going through a change right now. If you walk down um, Market Street, you used to see a very diverse group of people. Um, and I was on Market Street for a meeting earlier today, um, and I just took a look around, and nothing's wrong with it, but I saw one other black person on Market Street in the city of Wilmington. Um, it is completely weird to me. And I love the diversity when I see black, white, Asian, um, Middle Eastern, Hispanic, all of it on Market Street like we used to. We don't see that anymore. Mm -mm. It is one demographic on Market Street, and it is sad. It is sad. And that is what is happening throughout the entire city. So, uh, you know, there's a lot here. We want to give this a fair, a fair reading. So we're going to jump ahead a few paragraphs. Because this paragraph also starts off in a fucking stupid way. So, comma, no, comma, the Blake Bill wasn't a veiled attempt to turn West Center City and other areas into Tony million dollar apartments or displace existing homeowners and renters. It was an attempt to hold landlords, landlords and absentee property owners accountable for their impact on property values on the quality of life in our neighborhoods. It just happened to, to you know, displace existing homeowners and it renters. Wasn't, it didn't mean it, it wasn't intentionally, intent, which right. it makes it perfectly fine. As long as right. the intent was not there, you know, it is perfectly fine to displace those people. They didn't mean it. Right. Yeah. Kobe doesn't. Just ah. <laughs> I have something to say at the end. Okay. Oh, boy. So, again, comma. This, this is. So, this is so, I'll tell you what. Albright. Did you? You're a good editor, buddy. Did you edit this? Because this is fucking trash. As, as as much as I might take issue with Matthew's, uh, you know, politics. No, he he is good at the. No, uh, I, I've said that before. He's a very good editor. He's edited some of my op eds, and he's given me a lot of. That's why I'm wondering whether he told her that this doesn't look good. She, uh, he just. I put, mean, maybe this was the best version she should go. She could come up with. <laughs> honestly, here we go. When you're just filled with hate, I mean, you're spelling sometimes, and you're like. Your ability to make a sentence just is yeah, horrible. I know. Again, as a resident homeowner in Wilmington, comma, I've been patiently waiting for the renaissance to happen. I'm sure you have. Uh, we've seen good things over the years. A gas station on Pennsylvania Avenue that once operated like a maximum security prison turned into a thriving convenience store. <laughs> That's a great illusion, I think. Isn't that the analogy to a prison, I think, is, is very telling. Mm. Don't you think? <clears throat> Businesses like CVS and the WSFS headquarters springing up in places of poorly maintained parking lots. Starbucks, oh. comma, which once turned a blind eye to our city. I wish they would have, you know, I'm going to pause right here because Starbucks had a very hard time getting into New Orleans because New Orleans is a dope city that doesn't want 
fucking bootlicking fucking Howard Schultz garbage fucking coffee trash there. And I don't want fucking Starbucks here either. So if if that's the it, it, it's very telling that you use that I, as an analogy to stuff we've been we've been patiently waiting fifteen years for a fucking Starbucks. You've got to be kidding me with that. We have a brouhaha here. Honestly, buy local. Correct. Right. Roma Coffee also local. Brouhaha local. Buy local. Yeah. Totally agree. Notice how all the uh, um, uh, businesses she mentions are like large. National corporations and nothing local. Yeah, you know, Josh, I did notice that. Yeah, that is very strange. I like, noticed that. Something that, that's really very. Something else. Mm. <clears throat> These have been welcome changes. No, they haven't. <laughs> uh, just so you know, uh, as have been the attempts to improve city schools through defeat uh, through uh, though defeated by the general assembly, as well as significant improvements to West Center City, as a first step into taking back the city in, in, in italics. This is this is a. a, a Again, <laughs> emphasis hers <clears throat> for its current residents. I, I want to like admi- like pause and admire her Trump like you know, just audacity, like to just throw out like the exact opposite of what is happening and just like totally own it. Like Trump, like ah, I I'm for the working man, and then fucking cuts his own taxes, and this lady wants to be like. Uh, we're gonna, you know, d- just like displace current o- homeowners in the city, but all of it for is for the current residents. I mean, all of it is so that they can have a Starbucks. You see, right? Of course. No, the so next paragraph. No, comma. I will not stand idly by as you cast stones at this administration's attempt to save Wilmington, and I unapologetically acknowledge changing my voter registration. After years of blatant disenfranchisement in the mayoral election to bring a change to the city. I'm I'm just going to read the last two paragraphs because we are going to we are going to walk this like a dog. I want to point out that like Kobe is like raring to go like he has this look on his face. You know what? Uh, Look, I, I said I said before that uh, Jessica uh, Mulaney is our, our neighbor and I appreciate her getting involved in the, in the, in the, uh, discourse, and I'm, I'm going to say right now, Jessica Mullaney, if you uh, will contact us via our Twitter page uh, or via uh, DelawareLiberal.com and you go on the, the fucking uh, tip line and let us know how to contact you, I will let you come in here and talk about this. So you have carte blanche. I'm just telling you that this is nonsense. Kobe, explain why. All right. Well, first off, I am very glad you took part in our democratic process um, in voting, right? That's that's what makes a democracy great. But, okay, y'all can't hear me. Can you hear me now? Um, all right, so I, 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 I just want to talk about this. It is a very well-known fact that Pazicki won because of the fact he got a bunch of Republicans to switch to the Democratic primary. He does not represent what the entire city wants. He won with 23% of the vote. We should have never allowed that to happen, but here it is. He is the mayor right now, and we need to hold him accountable. So I'm sorry that now that you're a Democrat, you don't like what Democrats do because we don't stand for his vision. But guess what? You wanted to join this party. 
So if you don't like it, leave, go back to whatever party you were with. Most likely you were a part of the Republican Party and you weren't disenfranchised. The fact is there's always been a Republican or a third party candidate who's run against a mayor for the last 15 years since you've been here. You haven't been here that long. But don't sit here and say that this is, you know, you're proud to switch because you're not. You're literally giving us Republican talking points. You literally sound like Donald Trump in this op-ed. The fact that you think you have the audacity to come in and say that you're doing this for our better schools and have a better community while pushing the people who have lived here for decades out. For generations. For generations. We have people who have, Wilmington is all they know. They were born in Wilmington Hospital or St. Francis Hospital. They, they were, they, like, their families grew up here. They grew up 11th Street Bridge, South Bridge, or, or one of the neighborhoods. They don't know anything else. They went to the neighborhood schools when we did have neighborhood schools. They remember being bussed out to white schools out in the county. The thing is, this is not representative of what we want right now. And for you to sit here and write, write this op-ed about the injustices being done to Mayor Pazicki shows just how out of touch you are with the city. So yes, Jessica, if you have such a problem, leave. I'm sorry, leave. Uh, what? What? I just want to uh, point out one thing. What uh, Kobe just uh, articulated is the bunker mindset. This is why we're here uh, in the shadow of Rockford Tower, in the bunker in the Highlands, because this fucking neighborhood is the is is the is the perfect is exactly what Kobe just explained. If it wasn't for Republicans changing or indep and independents changing to become Democrats to vote for this fucking goober, empty-headed fucking BPG goober, we wouldn't be in this fucking situation. So uh, uh, the good thing about this kind of stuff is when people write this, they, they, they're, they think they're making an argument, but they're exposing themselves for exactly who we thought they were. They're corporatists. White bread, fucking dumb, myopic, and again, you 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 said you know they're they're selling those people out who have lived here for generations for what this this pablum this like schools no they're not they're selling it out for fucking Starbucks they're selling it out for fucking Bardea and and a fucking IMAX theater on the riverfront they don't even fucking care about the schools they don't care about those people. It's 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 extremely troubling. I'm sorry, Josh. Go ahead. Uh, I just want to say, like, she says she was disenfranchised. Like, like I don't think she knows what disenfranchisement. Disenfranchised doesn't mean like you are in the minority. She she could have voted in you know, pretty much probably all the elections, all the general elections. Uh, it's, it, I don't know. When's the last time there was a, a, a Republican primary here? It hasn't been for a long time. Okay, fair enough. But, you know, just because, you know, you are outnumbered doesn't mean you're disenfranchised. There's always this, like, conservative, like, effort to say, uh, there are more of them than us. Therefore, like, we are the victims for, you know, we, we are the ones getting disenfranchised. So we need to, you know, push back and implement voter IDs and things like that. It's, uh, I fucking hate that. I'm not gonna lie. I don't have anything cogent to say beyond that. 
City of Wilmington doesn't claim you, Jessica. You can leave at any point that you want since you're so upset with what was happening here. I mean, she seems to be pretty happy with it. what's going on with oh, uh, Brzezicki. Well, we're yes. definitely changing Oh, that. no. I don't know how deep we want to go into that, but there is there is change afoot. Uh, you guys can do whatever you want because you know if there's any change afoot, you know I'm behind it 100%. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I just yeah, don't. I, mean, I just don't know. Thing. I mean, there's, here's here's my issue with it. The thing that that aggravates me the, the most is I call this the this is like the Carney sort of idea because he's a dumb fuck too. That this is how you do it. Like you have to. It's sort of like the idea that Howard Schultz is running for president. It's just like Starbucks, right? It's like, well, this is how you do it. I mean, you sell coffee to hipsters and then you're rich. Then you go to Davos. I mean, duh. You're like. Actually, sounds fucking stupid. I love that the like, idea. It sounds stupid. Like when you really, when you really think about the the argument that Przicki and and Jessica makes in the op ed, and that Carney makes to your face. When you think about like this idea that like, well, I mean, if we don't incent these people to give jobs to the peons, what, where will we be? And I'm like, that sounds fucking stupid. Rather than just like, in, I don't know. In, like invest money into the city and just like let improve the lot of the people already living there they have to bring in new people there's a quote in jedra's article uh well whatever the most recent one after the big expose last week there was a follow-up about a particular person who's been quote-unquote banned from the city because he's uh, schizophrenic and he's homeless so it tells this story and then somebody's quoted in it and basically says if we spent the money that we spent to like arrest this person, ban him from the city, do all the shit we've done to this person for the last five years, we could have just built him a house. Like, why didn't we just build him a house? But people don't want them in their neighborhood. Mm. And even, even people in the suburbs don't want them in their neighborhood. That's the tell. I want everybody to be very clear. Everybody listening to this, I want everyone to be Explicitly focused on on the one idea in this op-ed that the people in the suburbs, if you had a, a halfway house, or you were trying to help uh, ex-inmates or um, the people who were ill or people who were homeless, and you and you tried to help them somewhere, even those people would complain. Think about that. Think about that real fucking hard. Okay, and that's what we're talking about. Um. I just want to like make clear for the record, like I have no problem with like people, new people moving in. I am, you know, I'm for growing the city, uh, but the there's this view, this you know, this idea that growth in the city has to be zero sum. That it, either we bring in new people, or we you know nothing is going to happen. Rather than Improving the lot of the people already living in the city, making things better that way. And if, if we make Wilmington, you know, a really great place to live by cutting down gun crime, by Im improving uh, the living situation of people already living here, I think, you know, people are going to want to live in this city. And the idea that the only way to grow the city is to push those people who already here out is kind of absurd. And by kind of, I mean extremely. 
so I want to make one more one more point because you talked about pushing people out because there's a uh, and and again Christina Jedra made this point in one of the articles that she wrote because she spoke to somebody who I it was a it was a professor somewhere who was their expertise was like urban planning and gentrification or something and said you know well the the <clears throat> definition of gentrification is to have you know people basically displaced because of higher rents and different things and we don't see that at a very high level in Wilmington and 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 I guess that that's true like statistically you don't but if you just look at things that you've seen where Kennedy's fried chicken gets pushed out for Bardea right or I've heard and maybe this is something you guys know cuz you're in touch with this kind of stuff I've heard that the big fish corporation who runs uh, Mickey Moto's and uh, Washington Street Outhouse, and they, they've redone the, the coffee shop there on uh, 12th Street or whatever that is in Washington, have bought some homes in Midtown Brandywine. They've also bought out the old House of Watches that was there for 50 years or whatever it was. That's my understanding. Now, I could be wrong. I'd like people to look into this, but like, if, 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 if a big restaurant interest is buying other properties in a neighborhood like that especially like House of Watches that's been there 50, 60 years that's fucking gentrification my friends and it's not it's, 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 it's not uh, it's, it's not good and we're going to speak against it we're going to throw stones at Przyki and you know you can tell also us Jessica Poor Josh. Yeah, we're gonna throw stones. I, mean, I don't that. condone violence. I'm nonviolent. Well, she well, said metaphorical stones. I meant so. She, no, well, she said throw stones. though in the in the thing, if you're gonna throw, I'm using her her her, her uh, illusion. That was just her big. I, she, yeah, because yeah, everybody was throwing <laughs> stones at Przyki. So yeah, I'm I'm. Uh, I mean, as far as you guys know, or, or Przyki. <laughs> as far as far as you guys know, I'm completely nonviolent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably leave it there. Oh, I, I, I want to know if Kobe has anything more to say because he's been oh, okay. quiet for a while. No, I think I mean uh, that outburst was like. If I say anything I, more, I felt that like. Oh uh, yeah, it was good. I, I was like afraid, but Here's like in a good thing. way. Here's the thing. <laughs> like, I, I was well, afraid. I, 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 I knew I could tempt it out of it. I <laughs> knew it. Here's the thing, though, right? So the city of Wilmington and any city um, survives based on its economic growth. Um, and just the growth of its city overall, right? Mm -hmm. So, yes, growth in the city and welcoming new people here is a great point, and it's a, it should be a major point of any administration. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, replacing the culture you have here, replacing the people you have here already, that does not make a city better. Mm -hmm. That is literally whitewashing um, what the city of Wilmington means to so many people. Um the crazy thing is, the city of Wilmington is like a subsection of a neighborhood in Philadelphia. Mm. Um, but we have Little Italy. Um, we have um, culture where we have a strong Latino population. We have um, Southbridge, which is its own enriched community. Um, of, you know, mix of young and old working together. Um, and they love their community. They come together. I, my God, you do not know one person. You don't just know one person over Southbridge. You know someone and they know everyone else over there. 
Um, you have like the Northwest side, which is a working class, um, like middle class, low income area. But guess what? We are highly engaged in voting. We care about the politics that is happening in our neighborhoods. You have so many different demographics of people that live together and work together as a unit. Mm-hmm. That's what makes Wilmington so unique. And that's why like, I never want to leave. I don't want to go to D.C., New York, or Philly. Mm-hmm. Because you're not going to have the same relationship. You're not going to have people who are engaged with each other. So when you come in and you bring these, you know, seven-story apartment buildings and you have the rent up at $1,300 a month, who are you saying you want to live in a city now? Because it's not just one or two of those. Those are literally popping up everywhere. And there's one that's coming over my way where the, the politician who lives right across the street, his wife is the negotiator with the community um, in the corporation that is building these, and I quote her in saying, they want better faces. So right now, they're saying the city of Wilmington is not good enough on its own. They want to shape who actually gets to live here and who doesn't. That's all I have to say. And I just, like, I want to add one last thing. Uh, Kobe is right, uh, but at the same time, you can't, you, Persiki and Bocini Polly, Pollen, are not going to be able to push out the residents uh, fast enough to completely change the the city in four or I guess two years now. Uh, so just keeping that in mind, you're you're the only reason Persiki won was because there's what like nine eight people in the race. He got like twenty three percent twenty three percent of the vote, uh, and he's pissing off pretty much. Like a good majority of the city, I would say. Mm-hmm. Didn't he? Did he turn off the? Uh... Yeah. So yeah. Uh, right now, what's going on in the city is, we were told maybe about seven years ago that um, the water company was going to come in and put in new water meters, mm-hmm. um, and they would never have to come back in. Um, and then it was like, oh no, we want to have to come in for another twenty years, right? Mm-hmm. So now apparently the city has to come in and do that work again, and they're sending out letters to people saying you have 96 hours or they're cutting your water off so that they can come in your house and fix it. Mm. Um, put in there this new uh, meter, right? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I had, we got our letters all on the same day, everyone on my block, right? I had neighbors, because I work from home, I had neighbors call me or knock on my door and say, hey, Kobe, could you, could you like come to my house that day? Because I can't afford to take off of work and I really can't afford to have my water cut off. It is insensitive, and honestly, if they wanted to do this, they should have had a better strategy. But to hit us like this mm-hmm. and say, by next week, if you you know don't open up your house to weird people to come in and do work all day long, mm-hmm. then we're going to cut your water off, mm-hmm. that is an issue. Yeah. And I dare them, I dare them to cut my water off <laughs> and see what happens. Yeah, just to, you know, you're, you can't replace everybody, you know, in two years, there's... Prasicki only won with 23% of the vote. I don't know if that's his floor or ceiling, but I, I can't imagine he's going to get that many more voters if there is a primary. I'm not saying there will be, but there's a distinct possibility. So this was a very good discussion about why we're here in the bunker because we are near, we're here plotting, scheming, communicating right 
like right where near these people sleep at night. The mayor's near here. I I want the mayor to know that we're we're within earshot of you and we're we're scheming. Oh, oh, oh they don't care. They think we're too small. I don't. I, guess, I disagree. I guess does this does this look small to you? I mean, how close have we gotten? And and by the way, these are very expensive microphones. <laughs> so so I just want I just want Mayor Mike to know that I have resources too. I mean, it's not Buccini pollen resources, you know, oligarch, fucking stolen bullshit resources, but it's enough to make your life miserable. Uh, and that's basically what we plan to do and so this has been your bonus episode i want you to be very clear that we've put this out very quickly on a topical issue uh we'll probably have another episode this week and so uh consider a patronage to highlands bunker <laughs> at, at patreon.com you know we have a few patrons it's a very good podcast it's a very good podcast. consider Please. look because again it's and in three or four, in three or four months, it's going to cost you two dollars a month to listen to this kind of shit. So if you like it, you get on on the ground floor. You know, maybe we'll invite you here. Maybe we'll do fun shit. Maybe we'll mention your name on the podcast. Maybe we'll have you here in the bunker. Maybe we won't because I fucking hate your guts. Uh, anyhow, all right, bye everybody. Left is best. <laughs> <laughs>